Since its launch in November 2015, Fresh as the Word has been a documentation of sorts for me, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. As I journey through my love of music and pop culture, as well as using this platform to share my growth on topics important to me, which includes topics involving women's rights, people of color, and the LGBT community through the artistic lens of pop culture. As an ever-evolving podcast, I'm going back to my roots focusing more on the music artists I'm passionate about from the past and present. From the classic hip-hop artists I grew up on, to the new faces of dance, and from the metal bands I've long appreciated, to the indie alternative artists stealing my heart, Fresh of the Word aims to tell the stories of those who need their contributions to music known, while also exposing my audience to the next artist to watch out for, sometimes before they blow up. Fresh is the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier, and like always, we have the freshest of guests for you. My guest for this episode is Fernanda Lira, vocalist and bassist of the newly formed Brazilian Dutch death metal unit Crypta. With her all new band formed in June of 2019, they would start their journey together that would result in their debut album, Echoes of the Soul, released in June of 2021 via Napalm Records. During my chat with Fernanda, we talked about her transition from Nervosa to Crypta, along with her creation of the new band into their debut offering, Echoes of the Soul. We also touched on the culture and society of the part of Brazil she comes from, along with her being a role model for women that want to become a metal artist. It was always great talking with her. She was a joy to talk with. A um, little bit of an announcement for about this uh, podcast uh, there's going to be some changes with uh, Fresh is the Word as a brand and as a podcast. Um, I'm kind of winding down uh, Fresh is the Word as being a podcast. It will kind of exist in its own way. Fresh is the Word is going to be the parent brand. And there's still gonna, I, I haven't made fully the decision yet because there's going to be some ways where I still will have a Fresh is the Word podcast. But I'm going to kind of downplay it as a podcast more so and more so uh make the things that i do on here shorter and more bite-sized and part of like um social media and whatnot but what i'm gonna also do is i'm gonna start a new podcast that basically does everything that i that i do on here but more in a concise manner meaning uh, a season will be dedicated to one topic or, you know, something like that. You know, I haven't made complete decisions, but there's going to be, uh, you know, some changes with uh, with the Fresh is the Word podcast and the brand. You know, so always, you know, keep up at uh, freshpodcast.com and all the social media to, uh, you know, what's next on here. I'll keep you, uh, you know, I'll keep you in tune with what's going on. But, you know, you might not see uh, the Fresh is the Word podcast you know, new episodes come up as regularly as before. I'm kind of on a hiatus right now as I sort of like think about what I want to do next, but there's still going to be episodes here and there. Uh, so uh, with that said, let's get into this interview with Fernanda Lara, vocalist and bassist of Crypta. And now a brief word from our sponsor. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel seeks to bring original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest. They also provide an array of services. In the world of wrestling where there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads, don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all of their tees in-house. If you would like to discuss a possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, even Zubaz, then drop them a line. Go to 20by20apparel.com. That's the number 20, the letter X, the number 20, apparel.com. 
All right, welcome back. And like always, we have the freshest of guests for you. And joining me today is Fernanda Lira. She's a member of the band Crypta. They have a new album out, Echoes of the Soul. It's her debut album on Napalm Records, and it is quite fresh. I love it. How are you doing t- today? Hey, nice to be th- talking to you. I'm doing great. Doing just great. Like pretty happy about all the feedback we've been having on the album. So, yeah. Cool. I, you know, I've been a big fan of your previous band Nervosa for a long time. Um, I actually saw you guys perform in uh, Lansing, Michigan, um, huh. years ago. Um, and it was funny. Yeah, it was, I think it was. Yeah, it was funny. Like, um, I had just like come across you guys like um, a week before that that uh, that, that show happened. And I was like, oh, man, Nervosa's dope. I like this. And then I looked at your tour dates, and I'm like, oh, they're going to be in Lansing, like, Lansing, Michigan, like, uh, you know, you know, next week. I'm like, I'm totally going because I live just outside of Detroit, Michigan in the States. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I'm going. And it was that, it was that tour that you also had that uh, that other uh, all-women band uh, suspended with you guys. And I was mm-hmm. just like, they rock too, man. So I had, I had such a fun time uh, at that show. And like, you guys ripped it. <laughs> Thank you, man. That was a nice tour. Like both tours we did in the U.S. They were like some of the, some of the most memorable to me. Like, uh, like I still have so many cool memories. And the suspended girls, like they... They were so, you know, like we had such a warm welcome to the U.S. with them in both tours. They are so nice and and so welcoming, and and they also kick ass on stage. It was nice to see, you know, like this whole all women lineup every night, um, and we had so much fun during the trips and everything. It was just so cool. I I love both tours we did in the U.S. I just love them. Like I, I sometimes I get to see some pictures, and then I'm like ah. I miss that so I get so nostalgic because it, it was definitely like and I've been touring I had been touring a lot when there was but those two tours they stand on the top of my favorite ones definitely yeah I was super psyched to be able to see you guys especially you know now that we you know we've had this pandemic and people like and bands just can't tour like like you feel kind of lucky to be able to that you saw these bands that you loved from different countries um, at that time, I was like, oh, I'm super, you know, I'm glad I was able to see that at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, with this pandemic thing, damn. I mean, it just gave us a little some more time to be planning stuff because we've been sitting at, at home, but like planning's been full force. But yeah, we just can't wait being back in the U.S. And with the pandemic, like we, we've been planning a lot. Um, there's a couple of options we've been analyzing as to I, I, i'm saying coming back to the u.s but with crypto is, is gonna be your first time so yeah i yeah. just can't wait i just can't wait <laughs> yeah recently i had uh i had preka on the, the podcast and it was cool talk with her you know for the same reasons big fan of nervosa but now you know you've uh you've stepped away from that band and you're uh have your own band with crypto and you know how you know what was sort of your you know reasoning for wanting to like start this band um crypta actually uh was born uh like we were thinking of having it as a side project actually because like when we when it was created we were still in nervosa and pretty much focused and all the and everything we had in nervosa i was like totally in the band yet uh, still and uh, but you know what our our relationship was kind of strained out it was like kind of worn out and um, we felt actually the idea came from our drummer Luana who also played with me in Nervosa back then and she she's she's always been like a death metal drummer like she played thrash for the time period she was in in Nervosa yeah. but she's a death metal drummer and she kind of missed playing death metal and she was like yeah i definitely want to have like a death metal side project i would love to you know like you to come with me and and we have like this side project going on and and i thought it could be refreshing you know like because as i said like our relationship there was like really worn out already and, and i thought it would be healthy actually to have like a 
different band environment and a different creative outlet, you know. I thought this, all, all of this would contribute to, you know, like to have my situation like a little bit refreshed in Nervosa. But in the end, like we ended Recording up like in after, progress. after like uh, a year uh, we were there in Nervosa, uh, we, after we created Crypta, um, we, we decided to quit the band and I decided at first actually want to just just join um and then it was like actually comforting that crypto was there you know like yeah. because like i was in a very bad place emotionally yeah. when i left nervosa because you know like i was there from the scratch i remember polishing the first songs and creating the first lyrics of the band and answering the first email from the label you know like stuff like that so it's been my life for nearly a decade. And when I had to quit it, because, you know, like, I just knew that was not going, we were not sharing, you know, like the same ideas and excitement, excitement anymore. So when I decided to quit, I knew it would be the right decision. Like we all knew uh, we, something needed to be done so everyone could be happy at writing music again. Uh, but it was like a bold step and, and it was the hardest decision of my life. But now I look back and I'm happy I, I took this step because you see like Nervous is there with an album everyone likes. We're here with an album everyone likes. So yeah. it's it's cool. I'm, I'm actually happy to look back. But then talking about crypto again, uh, I was in a very bad place emotionally. I was grieving literally. And uh, it was comforting that crypto was there because if I had to start like really from scratch, scratch with another band again, I don't know if I would have had the strength to do so, you know, like I was like with a very like sad perspective about everything, but crypto was there already. And that guy got me motivated, you know, like it, it got me up every day and, and, and I was saying, okay, this is my new thing now. At least I still have something to work on. And then in a couple of weeks, like, I got real motivated again. So I'm really thankful for crypto. Like it started off as being a, a side project that we would, you know, like play here and there in between nervous uh, uh, appointments. But in the end, it just be naturally became my main band. And I'm so thankful it was there. Otherwise, I don't think I would, I would be having, you know, like another band like till now, I think. Because <laughs> I was just like, yeah, really sad and everything. Was um was Napalm Records interested in crypto before or after you left um Nervosa? Um they didn't know about crypto when we created the band because it was meant to be a side project and we we were not in a rush, you know, like we were just like baby steps started yeah. writing and 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 the idea was even not announcing it back then when we did the idea was to announce it um like right now prior prior to to just a, a bit before the first release but we just we just felt like we should announce it because everyone was like oh are you gonna still be music like, <laughs> so they, they were kind of desperate so we were like okay we still have a band but but yeah so that's why we i didn't uh let napalm know about it and also i thought i don't know uh, I don't know. I just thought it was not the right time. But then when I left uh, Nervosa, when I quit Nervosa, I wrote them, you know, like uh, a thank you for everything email because I had been dealing personally with them, like mainly for 95% of the time I was in Nervosa. So, and I considered them family, you know, like yeah. I was dealing with them in a daily basis for almost a decade. So I was writing... And a, a, an email saying thanks for everything. And then the, the CEO told me, okay, like, uh, keep me posted on whatever new you have because I, we definitely would like to hear it. I was like, okay. Um, but I, I swear to God, I was not expecting them, you know, like to sign us or anything. I, I just thought he would, he was just maybe being polite. Just being nice. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, like, before, Sometime before uh, we actually announced the band, uh, Crypto, um, I sent uh, over a, a demo or a couple of demos uh, his way. 
And then, uh, like, as soon the moment we announced the band, there was all of that hype and everything. This same day, he wrote me, like, we want to sign crypto, like, right away. This is the, the deal. Let me know if you want to change anything. Let's talk. You know, like, we really want to have you in. And that was also so comforting, you know. Like, not only because I knew then that we would have the chance, you know, like to produce a nice quality album. We would be backed up for that. But also, you know, like when you have to change uh, companies, like whichever company yeah. you're working with, there's always this adaptation process. And then, you know, like it takes a while to, you know, uh, you understand how things work and how everyone is. Right. And, and, you know, but you like already how had like a working is. relationship with them and you knew them and you thought of them as family. So it was like comforting, yeah. you know, to, to be able to continue to work with them. Yeah, it was just family. I, I just felt like being back home, to be honest. I was so happy. And also that also got me more motivated because I was I, looking back now, I think I was a bit pessimistic, let's say. And then my friends were like, but what you what were you expecting? Don't you think they would be willing to sign? It was like no. <laughs> Why would they? I don't no, know. It was just like a bit pessimistic. When I look back, you know, since I started, you know, listening to Nervosa on your way to through uh, Crypto, like even just looking at your social media, like you personally have a following, like, and that's something that a lot of bands, a lot of members of bands don't have, like. You have, like, anytime you post something, you have, like, a ton of people, uh, you know, commenting, liking your photos. You know, you have, you personally have a lot of people uh, behind you. So it makes sense that, you know, you'll be valuable with this other band that, that, you, that you're starting with, Krypta. Yeah, now, now I can see, you know, like, uh, because I, I I was so attached to the band. I got the band tattooed here, like Nervosa. Um, and I got so attached to it that to me, we were, you know, like we were one. And then when I quit, I kind of felt, I think, a depersonalization. I don't know if that word even exists in English, but I think you can get a picture. Like I, I it was a weird time. And then now with time, I noticed that, yeah, I am, you know, like I am someone in the metal scene. I'm not the band I was in and I'm not fully the band I'm in now. We're a group of, you know, like of, of girls playing. But I know, you know, like I, I was someone independently of being in Nervosa or whatever. Now. But I, I couldn't kind of notice that at the time. It was it was pretty weird. But also, you know, like it's not only the I think this, you know, like many followers and everything. I think it's it's. Oh, of course, because of the music, but you know, like I'm involved in so many other stuff. I have my, my holistic esoteric yeah. side and I have this social side. I'm a social activist and, and, and you know, like it, it's just, my feet is just so varied. Yeah, you, you put yourself <laughs> I, out there like, in, in a way, you know, you have your serious stuff and then a lot of times you, uh, you know, you put funny cookies. You don't, you don't mind looking like a, you know, a dork, in a photo or whatever, <laughs> yeah, like it, it's great. Like you'll post a photo of you performing and have some weird face, and you'll like, like you know, caption this or whatever, you know, and <laughs> you'll, you'll make fun of yourself too, you know. So it's like people people are drawn to that, you know. People like seeing that sort of confidence from, especially from a woman in metal. Yeah, I think it's cool. Like I, I have this in mind that I. I don't I don't bother like whoever wants to do this, but I, I don't want to be, you know, like um, pure musical entertainment. I love doing that. I love doing that. But I, I also get a point, you know, like and one of my main points is that I just want people to feel like um, the musicians they like and the people they follow, they're also human beings, you know, yeah. like and, and I see that there's like um especially nowadays with social media, like it's demanded perfection and everything's got to be perfect. The, the picture needs to be like this and this and that, and there's the right angle. And, and I don't like that because I'm not like that in a real life. Like I, I, I'm not in like black leather and studs walking around my home, you know, like playing with a cat on the street. I'm not, I'm this like, for example, right now face, I'm, like, yeah. I, I had like an, a unicorn pajama. 
Yeah. And that's me. <laughs> that's me. And I, I want to show this because, you know, like we're, we're bone and flesh just like you guys. Let's have some fun. And, and, and I'll also share, you know, like my worries. I, I just like to share my vision of the world. And I think, I think it's cool because I think it also inspire, might inspire people to also be themselves and without, you know, like so much perfection because this doesn't exist. And, and I, and I get like a feedback from, from girls mainly yeah. saying, Oh, I love that you post pictures without makeup. And I'm like, yeah, because I don't wear them all the time. And they're like, that's so inspiring, you know, like, um, and, and now I love that you're doing like all those weird faces and everything like, oh man, that's, that inspires me to also, you know, like be chill about the way I look or whatever. And that's, that's the thing, you know, like, of course I want to inspire people with, first of all, I just want to have fun playing music and everything. And I, of course, and if I can inspire someone with that, that's cool. But I also feel very happy when I just inspire people being themselves, you know, you know, um, kind of extending on that, um, you know, being that like, you know, you're a part of this, uh, you know, all women band. Now you got another all women band. Like how, you know, how important is that representation for you? Uh, it's really important. And uh, because before Crypta and even before Nervosa, I would only play in all girl bands. It's nothing against you guys. I love you guys. You're, you're, you're great. <laughs> it's just that, I don't know, like since I was a kid, my dad used to listen to many bands. My dad is a metalhead. Yeah. And he would listen to many bands um, where there were, there would be girls singing or playing. And and since I was a kid, you know, I just loved seeing women playing or doing whatever, or like in gymnastics and playing volleyball. I, I just felt mesmerized. And back then I didn't know that was, you know, like the representativeness. <laughs> that was the, the representation you mean. But I just felt mesmerized and didn't know, mesmerized and I didn't know why. And then with time when I actually got into metal and, and playing, uh, I would look around like on on our metal scene here and i would see you know like just a few girls playing and i was like okay i want to do my part on having more and more girls playing like there's a bunch of guy bands so why not uh a bunch of girl bands you know <laughs> like that's what i thought and then i would just join uh all girl bands and uh, i never thought of of adding a guy to a lineup or or whatever just because you know like only us girls know, uh, you know, like how awesome it is to see a girl on stage. It right, makes us right. feel, you know, like not only represented, but also like we feel that might be a safe place. Like if she's there following her dream on stage, um, maybe I'll feel safe on doing the same. You know, like if yeah. it's safe for her, maybe it's safe for me to be there on, on the stage, you know, like if she's following her dreams, I might want to try it out too, you know, like, so it's, it's really inspiring to see other people, other girls, like conquering, uh, more and more, more and more, you know, like, um, and, uh, when, now that, you know, like I understand the, the representation thing and everything, um, I, I carry it as a, a flag, you know, like people say, but how do you feel about the all girl label? And I know lots of girls don't like it. It's that no, no, we, we can play the same and no, we're the same. So we don't need a label. I love the label, to be honest. I love <laughs> the label because to me, it represents a, a fight. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it really does because like, it's not the same yet. Like guys don't get on stage and get like people teaching them what a volume button is i got that many times like i got prevented from get getting in my own dressing room like dozens of times like because they thought i was the groupie and not the musician you know like yeah. and i bet this doesn't happen with guys so it it's still not the same it's still not the same like people have this misperception that it's easier to be in an all girl band because you get more attention but oh man this is so wrong to think because it's so hard so yeah as long as the the struggle is real i'll be carrying the flag yeah all girl band because i know how tough it is and i'm proud you know like 
But yeah, I'm just trying to do my part. Like uh, summarizing, I'm just trying to do my part on inspiring more girls to feel comfortable in playing. That's all. <laughs> how do you, you know? How do you sort of like mentally deal with that? Because you know, you already mentioned a few things that were like just very misogynistic. You know, people are and like it's it's a male dominated thing. And even with metal, it can be like uber testosterone like blah blah and you're you know you're also a very attractive woman and like you you know <laughs> and you know you already you know you know we already talked about how like on instagram you'll you know post the goofy faces stuff without makeup and everything like how do you sort of balance all of that and not like go crazy and still kind of troop on um I get really inspired on my mom. Like, first of all, my mom's been through all kinds of shit on this life. And, you know, like, I, I really look up to her and she's there, like, strong and everything. So, so she's really inspiring to me that, you know, like, you can get whatever you want, even if you're a girl in a misogynist society, you know, like, so I, I really look up to her. And, um, I also try to come from a place of understanding, which is like, um, I'm a feminist and I, you know, like I, I have lots of feminist friends and sometimes we disagree on this, but I, I try to come from a place of understanding. So of course we know that our guys who are misogynist on purpose, they know they're being misogynist and, and, and they yeah. want to disrespect you. But I also understand that there's many people who don't even notice that because, you know, like misogynism and, it is like this patriarchy thing. It's been deeply rooted on our society for centuries. You know, like we're not gonna change that yeah. uh, from day from night to day. You know, like it's not it's not gonna happen like this. So I try to come from a place of understanding, and I always try to be like as much. Uh, how do you say that didactic i don't know educational yeah uh, i i yeah um i forgot the word how, how to 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 express this but I, I always try to come from this place where you know like i understand and i try to teach you i don't want to use the word teach because it sounds like a bit arrogant as if i knew more than the other but, guy, but like I, kind I, of hold I them accountable and kind of you know let them know you know why that's you know bothersome you know exactly like uh when a guy and this happens a lot come takes a picture come come comes and take a picture with us sometimes they accidentally touch her boob you know and, and instead of punching him on the face which i would love to do i try to <laughs> control myself and just say dude, if it was Carrie King from Blair, would you still be trying to touch his nipples? No. So, you know, like, <laughs> both musicians just, just try and have some respect. And then the guy's like, oh, yeah, like, they, they get embarrassed and they, they'll probably learn from this embarrassment. So I just try to explain, like, this is not wrong. And sometimes it's obvious stuff. It's obvious stuff. Like, most of the time it's obvious stuff. Yeah. And, and but I try, you know, like, I... I this is what I try to do to change that. You know, when you are too radical about something and you are like trying to force your opinion on someone and the person like this starts disagreeing with you just because I don't want this to happen yeah. with such a thing, you know, like, so I just try to explain to people how this is wrong in a, in a cool way. And, um, and the rest is like, I know, from my own experience that you know not only in Madden but but in 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 our society it's tough to be a woman and if you try to to take a detour on the role model they have for women like you'll get yelled at you'll get pointed at you'll get whatever at so I, I just started creating this hard shell you know like it, it just won't bother me not only by being a, uh, a woman but you know, whenever you try to do something different and, and you try and succeed at something, like there all there's always gonna be people who feel attacked by it. You know, like when you accomplish something, you you kind of light the wounds of people who still haven't and feel bad about their themselves in a certain way. So I kind of know that that it's unconscious. People don't even notice that it happens. So I also try to be understanding. Like this person is not talking about me; it's talking about herself. So. I'll try to ignore it. Sometimes it's pretty tough 
mainly right now that we're during the pandemic, I think people got even wilder on the internet. I don't know what the fuck happened, but like traffic and internet got 10 times worse. People are just like ah, cursing yeah. everything on the internet. So I'm just trying to be patient. It's like everyone's cabin fevered. <laughs> so, and the only outlet they have is the internet. So I'll just not pay attention to that. It might be quite heavy sometimes if you're feeling a bit down. So, so, but yeah, that's what I, I try to do. These three things, look up to my mom, try to understand, come from a place of understanding and try to also understand that, you know, like not, not everyone's being personal when they're attacking me. It's probably more about themselves too. Are you still, um, are you still based in Brazil? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> how, you know, how was it growing up there, you know, and, you know, and when you got older and started making music, like how was the the scene for you there? Uh, it's I, I feel so proud of being from the Brazilian metal scene. Like it's so diverse and rich, and and there's so many awesome bands and, and everything. And yeah, I, I I love the scene. I love the bands we have here, and and I love the bands like like Sepultura and Crazy who were so inspirational to me. You know, like they showed me like, yeah, it's possible to be fucked up Brazilian, but still, you know, like live your dream playing around the world. Um, it's hard, uh, partially, you know, like because, you know, like you want to go to a show like it, it's so expensive because our currency compared to dollars sucks. So, you know, like whenever there's bands from outside, it, it's expensive. It's hard if you want to buy an instrument, if you want to have a quality production, everything. So it's expensive. Having a band in Brazil is expensive. That's why I think all Brazilian bands are like warriors, you know, like because it's so hard. Yeah. And also, I think a special thing that that comes from being a Brazilian metalhead is that I get often asked, um, like, why does Brazilian metal sound so aggressive? Like, I get that often asked to me. And I say it's pure hate. <laughs> I mean, you live in a fucked up country. I love Brazil. I really do. Uh, and it's a country full of potential. But, you know, like, it's so hard living in here. And, like, mainly now the government sucks and everything. So it's just like we just get, like, a daily doses of angry fuel. To, and, and we usually have our music as a tool of expression. So I think, yeah, there's a positive thing about, you know, like living in Brazil, you get so much hatred and then you translate it into the music and make it sound so aggressive. <laughs> when I when I had Prika on, she was telling me about like just the conditions in the area that she was at, um, the society, you know, the hardships and everything, you know, from your perspective, what, you know, what's it like there? And, you know, how does that sort of affect you? Um, it affects me in many ways. Um, like it's always been like, uh, my, like, uh, with my family, like, uh, mainly my mom's side, um, like they've been through a lot, they starved and, you know, like so much, it's been so much in her family life since, since, you know, like ears back then and uh, I just can't ignore like how much how many societal wounds we have here in Brazil because of inequality and stuff like that and I tried ignore that for a while and focusing no let's focus on metal only and everything but but I'm also a very sensitive person so like I couldn't avoid actually looking deeply at my everything that surrounds me and everything and uh, because I am so so sensitive to, to you know like to everything and to suffering to other people's suffering and everything, so um, from a while back now, uh, from some years now, like it it's hit me hard, you know. Like I, I I'm looking around and mainly with this less government we have, it's been oh, so tough, and um, it, it affects me to like on. I'm comfortable where I am now, you know, like, um, I, I could build like a, a comfort bubble, let's say, 
but it still affects me because there's many people around me who, who you know, like who still suffer a lot and, and from not having like basic human conditions. So what I started trying to do is like, not only you can see that on my, my social networks, I'm, I'm, you know, like I'm always trying to, uh, trying to educate people on some stuff and political issues and everything. So maybe with like political actions, we can try and change stuff. So I, I, I found a voice through activism, but also, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a service person, you know, like I love serving, being of service. And this has helped me a lot, you know, like I know, like by donating food to a person, I will not change the system. But that's why I do the activism because that's how you get there. But, but still I can't close my eyes to people's suffering. You know, like last night, I, uh, yesterday I did a post about, you know, like people actually dying from the cold weather here in my city. And I was, you know, like trying to make people you know, like give five bucks to this organization or donate a blanket, carry a blanket on your car and donate to a person who's living there on the street. And so I, I just trying to do this and, and I, I'm always involved in, in, in so many different actions, like only in this pandemic, you know, like I've paid rent for my neighbors. I, I distributed like, I don't know, hundreds of kilos of food and, and, uh, I'm doing Reiki on people who live on the street so that's being of service actually helps me not only you know like uh feeling that i'm trying to do my part and you know like so people have their basic needs met at least people around me but also um it helps me understand things that i don't understand like i i I lived in a poor neighborhood during my uh, during my whole life and, uh, but still like, there's many things that I don't understand because I haven't lived that. Like I've never been a crack addict. I never lived on the streets. I've never been kicked home because, you know, like I'm, I'm gay or stuff like that, you know, like, so working, I've never starved. So working with, with these people also helps me try and understand what are the reasons, what are, what are the societal wounds that made me people, made people be, you know, like going through it so this way i can adapt it to my activism you know like for example a quick example um people usually give blankets to people on their street which is fine but here in sao paulo in my city the mayor often like in a weekly basis he asks like the police to remove the blankets from from people who live on the street yeah and then like many people like didn't know that it's actually better if you can also donate, you know, like a, a, a jacket or something, because, you know, like they don't need to be walking around with the blankets and stuff like that. So I, like I, socks I try too. to I, like, that's another thing. Like people don't realize that, um, you know, for like the homeless, cause there's a lot, a lot of homeless here in Detroit. Um, people will donate other things like food, but a lot of times, uh, homeless people really need socks and like, exactly. and like hats. Cause that's another, those things, you know, those parts of the body, you know, re- you know, release a lot of the heat you know so you need to keep those those uh you know parts warm too so you know jackets uh sock you know if you can have something you can wear it's a lot better than a blanket for them exactly and then i could only notice because again we live in a bubble and we kind of do things automatic and and we we try to help but then when you get in touch with people like through service you actually know what their needs are for example i'm a girl and uh till some years back i didn't notice that whenever there's you're just doing making a distribution of of hygiene products like include pads you know like menstrual pads and i had never thought of that on a damn like how do these girls living on the street do like what do they do and then now i i I had a live now with a feminist band a couple of days ago and we were talking about exactly, you know, like menstruation and stuff like that. And I, I brought that into question and they were like, damn, I never gave like any pad on hygiene kits. I feel so bad. You know, yeah, that's so, the same here in the States. Like, yeah, no one ever really thinks about those things either. Yeah. And I think being of, of service helps in this way, you know, like helps connect people who are willing to help with people who need help. 
that that's it so yeah it, it affects me uh but i i just try to do my best you know like on making people conscious aware of some stuff and also being of service it's the best i can do i wish i could do more but i just can't you can only do what you can and uh you know being in your yeah. position you have a voice you have people out there listening um even if it inspires a handful of people that's you know a handful of people more um, anytime you're donating food, that's just another day that that person has a meal, you know, so like, you, you know, you, you can only do as much as that you can. And it sounds like you're doing a lot. Yeah. I, I think, uh, when I, yesterday I did this post and I'm like, the only thing I have in mind is if one person who reads this donates 10 bucks, I'll be happy because like, maybe if I didn't do that post, the person, it, it wouldn't strike the person to, yeah do that so if it's 10 bucks i get out of this to some institution that's fine you know like so so that's i, I try to do and i get attacked also by you know like expressing this voice like mainly when i am against the current government oh man i get so attacked i've been like i had live threats already and yeah. stuff like that but still i i i I just can't shut my mouth you know like i think Gotta we need to talk about these things like uh, mental health, like I, I, I found myself uh, having like pathological anxiety during the pandemic. And I, I'm like, I suffered a lot and I'm like, people need to know about this, you know, like, oh, and then yeah, I of talked course. about this. So, so yeah. Yeah, no, you, you, that's, you know, that's great that you're sharing that very courageous. Um, you know, like I said, you're, you're somebody who has a following and to see someone who's like on stage, like rocking out with this very hateful music to be, yeah, I'm vulnerable at times and I'm having these issues. Like that really comforts a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I try to do my part, but that's it. I just want to show coming back to what we were talking before. I just want to show people that if you're sad, it's fine. If you're super excited, it's fine. If you feel guilty for something, it's fine. We all do, you know, like we all, during our life we all go we'll all go through all sorts of emotions available out there so it's fine right. and the same way we do you know like madonna does and everyone does you know yeah. and and i'm glad to see more and more like the actually big artists you know <laughs> like uh opening up about you know like their sexuality or or their mental issues or you know like abuse they've suffered this is so important because you know like people can get inspired or represented on that and and it's important it's the first step to change i think right i don't know definitely i'm um, getting back to uh crypto um Oh my God, we we went far, right? Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> That's fine. I loved it. I uh, so you know with farming crypto, you know you already had uh, yourself and Luana. How did you sort of uh, you know round out the rest of the lineup? You know which would eventually be with um, Sonia and uh, Tanya. Uh, with Sonia, I um, we have been following Sonia for a while. Um, I always like since she was, she was a bassist in one of her previous extreme metal bands. I I followed her and, and I liked her way of playing and technique, of course, but also her stage presence. I, I love like impactful stage presence and she, she's got one. And uh, so, yeah, when we were thinking, we knew from the start that we wanted to have uh, two guitarists because, you know, we just would love, dreamed of having, you know, guitar do it. Yeah. Like, I, I grew up listening to a new wave of British heavy metal bands with my dad, and there's always like guitar do it. And stuff like <laughs> that. So I kind of dreamed of that. And, um, but yeah, but when we thought who's going to be the first one, we both instantly said Sonia, you know, like because we really liked uh, the way she was and we, we thought it could be a good match. And as for Taina, it's a completely different story because she was a you know, like we had never, ever heard of her. We, we shared the same metal scene, but of course, Pursue is huge. Uh, so, but we had nothing, like no friends in common, like no videos on the internet, total stranger. But then, and I thank to God every day for this day, she messaged me out of nowhere, like me and Luana, before uh, we quit Nervosa, and not many people remember that, we, we were talking about this side project. And then, she wrote me like, yeah, I noticed you and Luana have a side project going on. I don't know if you have a guitarist, but if not, I would love to join the band 
and please let me send some material. I, I want to share this road with you. And I was like, <laughs> I was kind of shocked with the attitude. I was like, oh man, that, that girl's got some attitude. But right, she's very upfront. She's like, boom, this is what I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she's like the sweetest person ever. Um, and then she, I was like, yeah, sure, send me some stuff. And we had been doing like extensive research for guitarists for like a year back then. And we just could not find anyone. Lots of girls were not interested. They were focused on school and they were not interested in playing death metal. It was such a struggle to find a, a guitarist. And then I was like, yeah. And a Brazilian one, that's nice. Send me some video. And then the first video she ever sent to me was like a video of her not playing, but nailing every note on Death's Crystal Mountain. And I listened to it and I watched the video and I was like mesmerized. I knew she was, she, you know, like she was the one. And then after a couple of group chats, she joined the band. And I'm so thankful she did. She's She's such a nice girl, like the sweetest person ever. And also she's very creative. Like she's going to contribute a lot to crypto from now on. Because when she joined the band, we already had like most of the album, at least the raw structures of the song written. And she gave many suggestions in every song and, and added some riffs and of course her solos in every song. But... You know, like still like there's not a lot from her. And we started Baby Steps writing a new album and her creations are just amazing. She's She's got this very particular, specific way of writing music that's it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> Seeing that you, you had this like this urge to like really get back to making death metal and you start this new band, you know, what was sort of like the the creative process, you know, with this new band, having, uh, you know, having these new members, how did it feel, you know, and, you know, did it feel easier? Did it feel welcoming? Did it feel, you know, refreshing to do all of this? Yeah, it was definitely cool because like I looked at Crypta and it was a blank page with a world of possibilities to be, <laughs> to be, to, you know, like to be written on, on that page. And, uh, that that was really inspiring and motivating for me you know like to explore new ideas and you know like new nuances on my old vocals and, and lyric writing for example but also it felt so exciting because death and thrash you know like are my main preferences in in metal i just can't have a favorite among them and i had played one of my passions for a decade and now i could exercise the other one which is death metal so it was so exciting and the moment we actually started writing to to crypto except for the beginning you know that's baby steps it's like this but the moment we we you know like we got the way of 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 writing it just like incredibly started flowing like so naturally and fastly it was really cool but yeah it, it and but the main difference i think from from nervosa uh not only the genre of course but also um because we had two guitarists it's it expands a little bit more you know yeah. like the the possibilities of creation on on the guitars and everything because you because you have two instruments you know like uh that could go different ways so we have like riffs and then some leads on it it just it, it's a new way of of creating music to me and it's been so exciting you know during during the you know the creation process of the new material did you ever find yourself sort of uh just based off muscle memory thinking about stuff that would be like more of a nervosa sound um <laughs> what happened is first of all i spent like 10 years writing trash so while I was writing for Crypta, I came up with so many good thrash metal riffs. Like <laughs> I've got a folder. Yeah. I got a folder full of thrash metal riffs. And I'm like, damn, that's a good thrash song. But unfortunately, I don't have a thrash metal band to be playing on anymore. Uh, and and what I, I, I was creating with Nervosa and what I am intending to create here with Crypta, they're two completely different worlds. So... 
I could not use those ribs because it would be like too thrashy. I mean, there it's not a problem. We got some thrash metal elements on the album, but it just didn't match to the ideas I had. But but you know, like when it came to actually writing, it was it flew like really uh, naturally. It flowed. Flew. I, I forgot how to say the past tense for flow, but anyway, <laughs> you get what I mean. Uh, it started flowing like so easily because you know, like I love death metal. I love death metal. Of course, I listen to a lot of my favorite death metal albums to get inspired, but. It was like this, like I, I didn't actually have to think, you know, like I'll try not to uh, sound like Nervosa or try not to write thrash metal or anything. It, it was natural because I also love death metal. So it, it was cool. <laughs> you can always like just keep those riffs over there yeah. just in case something happens in the future. Like you never know. You never know. Like after what happened with me and Nervosa and this whole transition process, Definitely. You never know, because I never thought I would be leaving the band. So, yeah, let's just save those risks. I don't intend, you know, like, I don't think I have the resilience to start another band from scratch. But in case it happens, I already have some thrash riffs in there. You never know. You know, once you finally finished Echoes of the Soul and just sort of, you know, looked at it, listened to it, you know, what was sort of like your feelings about that? You know, like when, once everything was done. It was like uh, the Bride of Frankenstein. It's alive. It's alive. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely something like that. Because like, the, uh, oh man, it's, uh, just creating music is just fascinating. Um, because I have, like, I can't play the guitar. I don't even know how to, to, to hold a pick. I, I just can't play. But still, like, every riff I create is guitar riffs. So I have them on my mind, and then I create the vocal riffs that I send to my guitar. is like... And then I, I just send them, and then they translate into the guitar, and then, you know, like we put the whole thing together, and then we have the demos. But then when you listen to the actual album, oh man, it's just not as, as satisfying as getting on stage because that's the climax. But it's almost there. It's, it's, oh, it's, so, it's so fulfilling, you know, like to see the, that scratch of a riff you had on your mind and then that had to go through all these processes and then you're listening to it mastered and it sounds powerful it's just really cool but also in a in an emotional way it represented a lot it, it, it was a letter to myself that yes you can do it not every end needs to be you know like a bad thing here you are you know like so it was a uh um motivational letter to myself it was really cool what do you hope your listeners get out of, you know, this album and just the fact that you have this new band? Uh, can you repeat? I'm sorry. It kind of cut. Oh, um, what do you hope your, your, your fans, your listeners get out of this new album and just the, also the fact that you have this new band? Um, I don't know. First of all, I just want them to have fun, you know, like uh, the same way I have when I'm listening to, to my favorite bands and everything, I just want them to have fun and make them forget about their problems for, you know, like the minutes they're listening to the album. This is the most thing, uh, the, the most important thing. And, but also I, there are many messages on, on the album, like on the lyrics, like uh, I've released for those who are curious about them. I've recently released a behind the lyrics video on our, YouTube channel where I explain a bit about all the, every lyric in the album. And, uh, you know, like there's so many different messages in there. And I started getting like some feedback from people, you know, like uh, people who try and commit suicide and stuff like that. And people who fought like serious uh, heart diseases and people, you know, like all sorts of stuff, people who went through end of their uh, love relationships so I started getting all sorts of different feedbacks that people you know like felt comforted about my lyrics and this is really nice so yeah if, if they can give some comfort to people the same way you know like some albums like Back to Black by Amy Winehouse and and, and Ultraviolence by Lena Ray and 
Lemonade by Beyonce had on me, you know, like the, the comfort that these albums gave me. If, if I, I can give like 1% of the feeling, the comfort I, I had and people can get this, like I, I, I would be really, really happy. And, uh, but yeah, but most, most of all, like if they have fun, I'll be happy enough. <laughs> Before we get out of here, you got any final words you want to tell everybody? Yeah, definitely. First of all, thank thank you for, you know, like the chance of Welcome. having me here talking about all the stuff I love. But also thanks everyone who's checking this interview out. Thanks for the support. It truly means a lot, you know, like after this whole process that there are still people interested to know what I'm um doing. It truly truly means a lot. But my overall message is let's, you know, keep on valuing art more and more and more like not only supporting your local scene or whatever but i mean you know like let's just cherish art because during these trying times that we had during the pandemic the only one thing that we knew that we couldn't live without was art you know like we we learned that it's hard, but we can live without eating out without meeting your friends in person like we, we could live you know but we can we did not spend a day without listening to music or watching a movie or watching a series or reading a book. So yeah, my record collection it... saved me during my uh, during the pandemic. Exactly. Like art made everything smoother. You know, like it actually made us helped us surviving. You know, like it, it soothed our, our souls and like over thinking minds during this time so let's just keep on cherishing because we really feel like yeah we cannot live without art so let's keep on you know giving it its proper value (laughs) (laughs) well it's been great talking with you joe i could talk with you for hours and hours uh glad that we finally got to uh you know chat um before we get out of here where can people go online to get more information about crypto and the new uh the new uh the debut album echoes of the soul mm-hmm. uh first of all i told you that the hard thing would not put me into talking but stop me talking. no i, I <laughs> loved it it was great <laughs> i could talk for hours i love it um but yeah regarding crypto you, you can just follow us on our socials like we're on instagram and facebook uh and we post literally everything regarding the band there so if you want to be updated about everything Ner- uh, nervoso gonna everything <laughs> I still I still say that yeah. uh, I still say nervoso when I want to say crypto if you want to know everything crypto related just make sure you follow us on our socials and uh, make sure also to subscribe to our YouTube channel because we're posting lots of content there regarding Great. the album you know like all this behind the scenes kind of thing and you know like our, our top favorite riffs here and there and there's gonna be like playthrough for you to you know like learn how to play the song if you want so all sorts of 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 content for you to check out you know like before we can actually be chatting by the merch table in some show <laughs> right hopefully I'll be, so, yeah. I'm, hopefully i'm able to to see you in person again sometime yeah, in the we future will, definitely. and look i just got like, the, what... I, just, I just got the record in yesterday <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I still don't have my copy, so that's why I get so excited whenever <laughs> someone holds a copy, because like they sent from from Austria here and still have hasn't arrived. Like I don't know if it'll ever arrive, but yeah. So every time someone holds a copy, I'm like, damn, that's so cool. <laughs> the U.S. definitely gonna be on, on our plans for 2022. We're definitely gonna be there, so we'll I- definitely be talking by the merch table soon. Thank you for listening to the Fresh of the Word podcast, hosted and produced by myself, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier, empowered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash Fresh of the Word. Fresh of the Word theme music provided by Steve O. You can find more of his productions at imsteveo.bandcamp.com, and that's E-Y-E-A-M-S-T-E-V-E-O.bandcamp.com. Fresh of the Word is available on all major streaming platforms please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. 
If you want to support Fresh to the Word, please consider pledging via Patreon at patreon.com slash fresh to the word. Follow Fresh to the Word on social media on Twitter at Fresh to the Pod, on Instagram at Fresh to the Word Podcast, and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Fresh to the Word. For more information about Fresh to the Word and our other podcasts, Breaking Records and Renaissance Soul, and a collection of pop culture articles and reviews, please visit freshthepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and your support. Goodbye and good night. Fresh is the word.